ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد as we all know these days there's this running theme of sacrifice in connection with the best 10 days of the year and we hope and we pray that we reach those best 10 days of the year which which are next week we're just a matter of a few days away from this incredible potentially life-changing opportunity for the better and the specific term that's often mentioned in connection with these days is sacrifice as a responsible muslim when going through the quran if we come across these ayat in surah safat specifically as a responsible muslim I should think to myself how can I benefit from these verses from these ayat from this story here and now for the responsible muslim going through the quran is not limited to a process of collecting intellectual information it's not limited to that there is the information aspect but the information is supposed to result in deep internal spiritual transformation that's what's supposed to happen the point of going to the store to buy some seeds is not to take them home and leave them on your kitchen table in the packets or whatever the whole point of going and buying those seeds is to plant them and water them and to grow them and whatever whatever kind they may be the point isn't the kind or the genus or what have you the main point is the intention i want to collect these seeds for the sake of with the intention of planting them nourishing them because i have this end goal in mind there's this objective that i want to achieve and this is part of it that's definitely a part of it but the information needs to become an internal process of transformation when a caterpillar becomes a butterfly it's not just from information alone it's not just this idea of metamorphosis there's an actual process there are actual steps that are taken in real life that's where the transformation really happens the caterpillar has its instincts in order for that process to happen actual steps have to be taken so as we're reflecting on this concept of sacrifice as we're all reflecting on the powerful example contained in the sacrifice of both the father and the son it's not only the father it's not only the son but both simultaneously at the same time there's no doubt there is an extra layer to that test 100% without question in connection with the father look in surah maryam look at what the father prophet ibrahim alayhi salam look look at what he went through many years and decades prior to that test 
when he has this dream, when he's ordered, when he's commanded by Allah Azza wa Jal, that this is a sacrifice that he has to make. Rewind years and decades before that. Look at a different surah. Look at Surah Maryam. When Prophet Ibrahim السلام, he's, he's trying to get through to his dad. He's trying to get through to this older male figure in his life regarding La ilaha illallah. And look at how he does it. It, it wasn't just information and then it was thrown in the face of his father. Not at all. Time and time and time again. Ya abati, ya abati, ya abati, ya abati. As much as he spiritually differed and disagreed with him, he never let it turn into a scene of ugliness on his part. Alayhi salam. As much as he differed, that love was still there. And the disagreement was still there. But the character was always intact. So he's trying to get through to his father, Oh my beloved father, Ya Abati, Ya Abati, Ya Abati. And look at the different points that he makes. They're extremely intelligent, well-designed, well-thought-out points. From this angle, from this angle, from this angle. Why do you worship that which it doesn't hear you, it doesn't see you? Oh my beloved father, I'm afraid of this consequence. And look at, the, look at this passage in Surah Maryam. Specifically regarding Prophet Ibrahim I'm trying to get through to his dad. Eventually, who's the one who tilted, who fell, who faltered in connection with character? It was the father. The father was the one to say, if you don't leave me alone, I am going to kill you. I am going to cause you serious harm if you don't stop. He literally threatens him. He threatens his health. He threatens his well-being. He threatens his life. Talk about a toxic family member. What was the response of Prophet Ibrahim When that toxicity entered the situation, he left. Meaning, he needed space for himself, for his safety, for his health, for his well-being, for his life. That space is needed. You got to take care of yourself first. So he did. But the point is, this is in the background. He must have, the nature of all the prophets and messengers, their nature is to produce positive change. I want to be the change I wish to see in the world. I am going to live what I'm teaching and preaching. It's not just information, it's not just an idea. There's the concept, there's the theory, but there's also the practice. Allah didn't just send the Qur'an down as a standalone book and that was it. It was sent to the Prophet ﷺ and he lived it. And he showed us how to practice the theory, how to live these ideas. You can talk about, you can learn about the concept of wisdom. That's good. You also have the story of Luqman, which embodies wisdom, embodying the theory into practice. And it's no coincidence that that specific story of Luqman al-Hakim, Luqman the wise, what is it in connection with specifically? With parenting, with active, present fatherhood, parenting, being there. And you notice something in the story of Luqman before I digress in a moment. The whole time his son is listening to him. In order for his son to have an open ear for the father, you know that the father must have invested a lot of time and effort, resources 
in that relationship before that, such that when the time comes for him to offer advice, the son's ears are wide open. Because the father earned that place in his son's heart. He put in the work, he put in the legwork, he rolled up his sleeves, he put in the time and the love and the effort, such that when the time comes for advice, the son's ears are wide open. He's soaking it in. He's soaking up the sunshine. More, more, I want more. But there's the background of what must have been done before that. So digressing now to Prophet Ibrahim Why is there this extra layer in connection with that sacrifice with him especially? Because of what he went through when he was a younger man. So you know that he must have had every intention that if Allah blesses me to have children one day, I'm going to do things differently than how my father did it. As difficult as it may be to blaze a new trail, I'm willing to put in the time and the effort and the work because this is something I genuinely and wholeheartedly believe in. So now you fast forward. Now there's this extra appreciation for this sacrifice because of the background, especially of the father. Now the time comes. Now there's the time for this sacrifice. And again, we shouldn't just look at the story and think that this story only applies to these two individuals and that's it. No, it's far deeper than that. It's far more significant to us here and now than quote-unquote just a story. It's not just a story. It's never just a story, especially when it's in Qur'an. What we're supposed to do as responsible Muslims when we connect with these stories, to internalize them and to reflect, how can I benefit from this here and now? How can, I, how can I benefit from that story that happened centuries ago, thousands of years ago? Is it really still relevant to me here and now? Absolutely. Look at the parenting style of Prophet Ibrahim. Look at how he responds. He understands through and through the importance of, of listening and obeying. 100,000%. But look at how he goes about the situation. He goes to his son, Look at his parenting style. This shows us that he must have already had this type of dynamic and relationship with his son, where he would, even though his son was a young man, as the Quran describes it, he had just attained the age of like maturity where he can start helping his dad and, and you know putting in work. He's now physically capable. There's a big difference between a 15-year-old helping you to mow the front lawn and a five-year-old. Big difference. One is more physically and psychologically capable. There must have already been a pre-existing healthy dynamic and relationship where there was already this process regarding certain things, regarding different things, of communication and consultation. What do you think? He didn't go to him, I'm the father, you're the son, do this now, an authoritarian and a vertical relationship and dynamic. And No, the approach was more horizontal. No one is questioning who's the father and who's the son. No one's questioning that. But look at the wisdom embodied in practice, in connection with the sacrifice. So by now, we have a far deeper and much more significant appreciation for this term sacrifice in connection with these 10 days. Prophet Ibrahim goes to his son, I had this dream, 
and he understands and his son understands that the dream of the Prophet is different than your average person. He goes to his son, I had this dream. And he tells him what was in the dream. This needs to happen. What do you think? How often do we consult our kids? No one is saying on everything, but on certain things. The idea to be present, that let's talk to each other. It's not just about the parent talking at the child. and That's not going to work, especially not in this time and society and cult. It's, it's just not. No one is negating the value and the maqam of the parents without question. I say that as a parent, that's there. But as a parent, my reflection for these ayat is how difficult that must have been, especially for the parent. Every parent's, any responsible parent, I should clarify, their number one concern, my kids, my family. I want them to succeed in this life and the next. I care so much about them. As one elder described it to me many years ago, this may have been 10, 12 years ago, when your kids are breathing, that's when you're breathing. I didn't understand that until years later, Allah blessed me with children. We ask Allah to protect all of our kids, to keep all of them on the straight path, and to make all of them far better than us. That's what we should hope for, say ameen. Then the time comes and the sleepless nights and the sacrifice and the struggles and all these different things. There's so much that goes into it. And you know what the test is, especially when that cute little kid becomes this gnarly teenager? And they start giving attitude to the parents. And that hurts the parents because the parents remember all the effort when they were in the first couple years of their lives. They don't remember, but the parents do. Look at this dynamic. Prophet Ibrahim asks his son, What do you think? How did. Ibrahim addressed his father, Ya Abati. How did his son address him, Ya Abati? He produced good here, Allah gave him good from there. My beloved father, do what you have to do. I'm going to try my best to pass this test with you. And they did, and I'll conclude with this. Because these two people passed that test, how many millions and billions of people between then and now, and it continues, the one time in the year, that millions of people between then and now, the only time in the year they have the opportunity to have this luxury called meat is Eid al-Adha, the time of Qurbani, the time of Udhiyah. These two people pass that test. You never know where the barakah lies. These two people pass that massive test. And when Allah calls it a test that's significant, it's extremely significant because of who's saying that it's significant. The two pass the test, how many millions have benefited and continue to benefit. So when we put in struggle and sacrifice, maybe there's more barakah in it than we see right now. Uh, tomorrow, MCYC Al-Misbah Al-Masjid Al-Tawheed will be hosting a family fun day at Elk Grove Park from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. There will be jumping houses, activities, and food trucks. More information is on our website and newsletter. 
secondly, today we'll be sending an email out with information about a Qur'an program in July for both youth and adults. It'll be taking place on weekdays and a placement test is required. So make sure to look out for that email today, inshallah. Thirdly, the Baytul Mal organization has a booth in the hallway today to collect funds for Qurbani or Udhiyah. So please make sure to check out their table on your way out. I want to mention all of these different things today specifically in connection for sure with the first 10 days of the hijjah and then i also want to encourage all of you to stop by the booth for this organization for baytul mal and give something today give something today there are different as we know there are different amounts that you can pay for for a whole animal in this part of the world or a portion of a larger animal in that part of the world the the higher amount can be you know 3 4 500 the, the lowest amount on the flyer they have there is $80. So I humbly ask each and every one of you after the prayer, please remain seated. I just want to get a few hands. And if you're going to raise your hand, there's no question you're doing it with a good intention. But keep in mind, because some people get shy, that's okay. Raise your hand to benefit yourself. Maybe there's more barakah in you raising your hand to give $80 than you may realize now. Maybe... Other people, X number of other people, they see that and they decide that. And this is human psychology. It's hard to be the first, but when you see other people taking steps like Abu Bakr and, and you know other people taking the lead, it's much easier to follow. But make the intention to raise your hand, to give something, and we hope that other people will give as well. We ask Allah to guide us and forgive us. We ask Allah to help all of us with our challenges. We ask, all, we ask Allah to help all of us to make whatever small sacrifices that we can realistically make during the best 10 days of the year. We ask Allah to help us with that process of spiritual metamorphosis. We ask Allah to help all of us to transform for the better, little by little by little in general, and specifically in connection with the best 10 days of the year, which are right around the corner. We need to prepare from now. One of the best ways that we can prepare give sadaqah give something think outside of yourself help other people we have meat virtually with every meal we don't think about it imagine someone having meat once a year give not just for one if you can give more there's the minimal requirement you don't want the floor you want the ceiling you want firdaus you want to aim high we ask allah to gather all of us in firdaus we ask allah for the best of this life and the next and for protection from his punishment we ask allah to shower all of us with his grace and his mercy in this life and the next وهيئ لنا من أمرنا رشدا سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين وأقم الصلاة